We appreciate everyone that's listening to the podcast, writing reviews, and sending out the link to other people to listen. Also, we have now have on our anchor.fm slash blog access 101 uh, support where you can send monthly payments of either a dollar, uh, five dollars, and or nine dollars. Uh, no amount is too little. We appreciate uh, what we can get that will help us be able to get big name athletes to uh, interview on a podcast and buy other uh, supplies you might need for a podcast in the later future. Thank you. Welcome back to Blog Access 101. I'm your host, Yannick episode 156. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify by searching Blog Access 101. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to click the thumbs up when you're watching the videos, as well as the bell, so you don't miss any new videos that we post. Here today, my co-host, LR. What up, LR? What's good? Not much, man. Uh, you know, the playing games is pretty good. The Lakers tried to scare people. Uh, keeping a little bit too close with the Timberwolves, uh, but luckily they was able to pull away with that one. Um, your Hawks, the Hawks beat the, you know your Heat. You, you thought they was gonna be a seven seed, <laughs> not accurate. Um, so now y'all guys the AC. Y'all escaped out of uh Chicago playing Chicago. The Chicago had it, and then they just gave it away to you guys, which was uh crazy in my opinion. You know that was my hot take to go to, to get the eight seed, and they. Almost had it, and you know, just kind of blew it. Um, uh, but somebody said, "Bam, I don't, I don't buy it. Don't be showing up when when it matters the most." Somebody had a picture like they expect Bam to do like show up, but then he like he ends up playing like uh, what's that guy name from back in the day? Joe Anthony and big and clutch moment. <laughs> said out of pocket. Twitter is undefeated, bro. Um, but yeah, you know, Jimmy Butler led you guys. Um, was able to get you guys past him and get into the AC. Uh, just to get a quick early exit in the first round. Um, per usual for you guys. Um, but yeah, what you, what you think about your Heat? What was you, what did you think about the obviously the hit the Hawks game and then the Bulls game? Well, the Hawks game, uh, I didn't put enough emphasis on the fact that the Hawks actually had Clint Capella. And, you know, they actually have been playing better defensively recently. So um, I think that caught us a little bit off guard. And I'm not going to discredit anything Trey Young did. Trey Young played well. He hit some big shots. And uh, we just we just didn't bring the intensity in the first in the first half. The same thing happened against the Bulls. Uh, well, we, we started kind of fine. But then, like, the Bulls went on a run. And it felt like we were we were going to um, we were going to fold. But luckily, uh, Jimmy Butler turned into fourth quarter Jimmy Buckets, and um, he pretty much carried us to that victory. Uh, Struess carried us in the first three quarters just to keep us close. I mean, he hit a big three. Uh, what was it, 93-91? He hit a big three, made it 96-91. But seven threes, that's, that's insane because, like, I did say that the person I worry about the most on the Heat team is Struess, especially in the playoffs, and he, him and Jimmy Butler are the ones that showed up big. Uh, Bam, Bam's gonna have to figure it out, especially against Giannis. But uh, not satisfied with what I saw from the Heat in the playing games, but definitely happy to be in there because, as you guys saw in 2020, we were able to beat the Bucks in five. I know that that was 2020, but it's still possible. So I still like our chances to be able to beat the Bucks. Uh, it'll probably go six. Uh, six. 
if it goes seven, I like us. But if it goes six, then it's probably going to be the Bucks that take it. Giannis is, I know Giannis is on a mission this year, especially after last year's loss to the Celtics. But um, I think that he's going to put up a, a competitive series, at least. I like that you have so much confidence. They got him going off at minus nine and a half today for the Bucks. Goodness, that's disrespectful. Sheesh. Keep over live, champ. <laughs> it's not looking good for y'all, though. Um, but, yeah, so. And then, you know, we got the Western Conference playing, you know, Thunder. Um, that was, again, that was my wild card team to get the eighth seed over there in the West. Um, and they almost, you know, the Pulled, tried to pull it off. Um, they just got, you know, I guess the Timberwolves became obviously the Timberwolves got Gobert back, Gobert back, and um, that was kind of a, I guess you can say, I don't want to say Rudy Gobert was a game changer, but but for that, mm-hmm. I can, guess you could say for that series he kind of was. The Josh Giddy didn't play as well. We went two for thirteen, um, only like six points. Um, so you know, he obviously you know when when him and uh, Shea Alexander is clicking his. It's kind of tough a team with the guard play, but with one guard is down, um, could be an issue. And Shea was shooting a little bit wild as well. Um, it's, it's nice to see that the Twin Towers finally worked with Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert. Uh, both had double-doubles, so that was a nice little pickup for them. But the Thunder, I told you the Thunder was going to beat the Pelicans. I said, if the right, it said, I told you, it depends on what C.J. McCollum show. I said, if the right one show up, the Pelicans will win. If you don't, then... It's not going to work. And you saw what happened. They lost a close one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think about going to the West, the Western one, um, with the Timberwolves advancing, obviously, to get the eighth seed? Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, I believe that's the teams I said. I said it was going to be the T-Wolves and the Lakers. But, I mean, the Pelicans definitely um, – surprised me with the way that they played against the Thunder. Uh, Not to take anything away from the Thunder, but, like, the Thunder are missing, like, Chet Holmgren. When he comes back, like, that, that's when they're going to be, like, a legit, like, playoff-bound team. This this year it was, like, just, just, like, a little startup for them. But the fact that the Pelicans came out and uh, looked like they were going to uh, blow the Thunder out and just to get ran off the court in the third quarter, and then the Thunder used that momentum to hit some big clutch shots in the fourth quarter. Um, Dort couldn't hit a shot for me all regular season, and then when the play-in started, the man couldn't miss. So, I mean, he was the leading scorer for the Thunder last year because, you know, uh, Shea was going through so many injuries. But I think next year, if Dort is healthy, and, you know, playing like he played two years ago, Giddy gets better, Chet comes on, and then Shea, and then they got the Williams guys. I think the Thunder are going to be a really good team. Uh, they show a lot of heart, but when the t- people forget that the T-Wolves took uh, the Grizzlies to seven games last year, and that was without Gobert. I'm not saying Gobert is this huge game changer, but Gobert still was defensive player of the year before, and um, I think he can alter some shots at the rim. I think that this Nuggets T Will series is going to be a lot closer than people may think. And also, I just think that the Nuggets are a bit overrated. I do have like three or four teams that I, I would probably pick over the Nuggets. Um, oh, who those teams? And this is those. Who you got? That's the here. teams over the Nuggets? Oh, I like the Suns 
Okay. over the Nuggets. I actually like the Warriors over the Nuggets. And if the Lakers make it to the second round, I like the Lakers over the Nuggets. Um, Grizzlies and Kings, I'm like hesitant to fully commit to putting them over the Nuggets. But um, I guess see either one. But see, the thing about the Grizzlies and the Kings is I don't know if they have enough to win on the road to win a road playoff game yet. So I'd have to see more. Um, but yeah, I definitely think the Lakers, Warriors, and the Suns with just the experience and the skill set that their top scorers have will be enough to like beat the Nuggets in the playoffs. Basically, I'm saying the Nuggets aren't making the finals. <laughs> no, we're They're not getting through the West. Hey. Yeah, I got to lose the second round to the uh, Suns in, in six if it goes that far. Yeah, but it could be interesting. This Lakers series is going to be big because uh, the Suns are what the fifth seed, or no, the fourth seed. But if the if the Lakers win, or if the Warriors win, then they play the Nuggets. Those will be interesting. Either way, the second round matchups are going to be yeah, so, uh, very. The Nuggets play the winner, the winner of the Suns and Clippers game, and you know, obviously, probably be Suns more than likely. I think it goes by lower. the The first seed plays the lowest seed. Oh, moron. So, bro, where you been at? It's always the 1-8, and then the next round is 1 versus the 4, or 1-8 versus the 4 or 5 seed. But I just think that's when the 4 or 5 seed wins. Like, right. the 7 no, seed wins. No, it don't matter who come out of the 4 or 5 seed. The 4 or, five, four or 5 seed always play the number 1 seed the next round. It's not like football, bro. Are we sure it's not like football? Because bro, bro, it's not like this year. Versus four plus five, bro. Oh, that makes it less exciting. This brother thing is like football. Going to play the higher seed, you know? <laughs> I mean, is that the Lakers and Warriors will play in the second round potentially, or the Grizzlies Warriors, bro, or the Lakers Kings? I guess either way, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not mad. The second round match is still gonna be fine. Y'all, dis- y'all keep disrespecting the Kings like they sweet, man. My man De- DeAndre Fox put up 38 yesterday in his first playoff. DeAndre, game. it's De'Aaron Fox. What I call him? DeAndre. Uh, have sleep. But, yeah, De'Aaron Fox put up 38 yesterday, man. That was a good game, man. I like to see Monk. Like I was telling Gay yesterday, I don't think Monk will score 30, 32 again. But if he get if he get around that 16 and 20 range, I feel like they got a good shot of taking him in seven. And you got to realize Sabonis had a bad game yesterday. He was missing layups and stuff, um, and he still was able to win. Um, um, Andrew Wiggins had uh, I'm not him moment yesterday, <laughs> missing that wide open, uh, you know, wide open three for the win. Um, it reminded me of the Harrison Barnes situation back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm like the same spot he missed. I'm like, oh, he about to get traded like Harrison Barnes did. <laughs> but they lose this series, but. Yeah, I just, you know, Clay was talking about like, the, like nobody want to see the Warriors in a seven game series healthy. Well, we're gonna see Champ because now everybody healthy. Ain't no more excuses. I don't know. Like I liked the Kings game. I did pick the Kings to win yesterday, but that was just off the strength that I knew the Kings were gonna be amped up that this was gonna be their first playoff game in some years. But in a seven game series, when adjustments come into play. I think the Warriors are going to make the better adjustments, and I think the Warriors are going to win this series in seven. Like, the Warriors played 
great yesterday. And then they had that one bad quarter, which was the third quarter. And it wasn't even a bad quarter until they gave up, uh, what was it? Was it a 15? I think it was a 15 to four run to end the quarter. But aside from that, it was really smooth sailing for the Warriors. So um, I think the Kings did play bad. Um, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis were pretty bad in the first half. But like you just said, Monk's not going to score 30 every game for you. And I don't believe Sabonis is uh, exactly going to figure out a way to like start shooting over Looney's defense. Looney plays great defense. Uh, Draymond Green plays great defense. I think Sabonis is going to struggle this series. I think the Kings' three-point shooting is going to struggle. And I think the Warriors are just going to progressively get better. And if the Kings let the Warriors win game two, then it's over in six. But what I'm so saying, I don't, it's I don't, a big I don't, game. I don't feel like – I don't know how much better the Warriors are going to actually get, bro. Steph had 30 and shot pretty well. Clay had 21, shot pretty well. Uh, Wiggins had 17 off the bench, but you got Poole come off the bench with Wiggins that he both put up 17. I don't really think it's too much improving you can do. Like they did everything like, to me, I feel like they did everything they could. Um, Draymond, well, they, almost had a, a knockoff double double. Well, the issue is that the Kings, I mean, the Warriors never play defense on the road and they get 126. That it's not, it's not about it's not going to be about the offense, but. Because the Kings don't play defense at all, but the Warriors can play defense and take it up another notch. And I feel like there were times where they they got lazy. Uh, there was times where um, miscommunication led to wide open threes. Um, but there but were times where they just capitalized. Like with Kevin Herter, he went what he went zero for five yesterday. That's not going to consistently happen. But they guarded him. But they 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 would dare De'Aaron Fox to shoot threes. I mean, it worked in the first half, but you can't do that all game. De'Aaron Fox knows how to make shots. He's mm-hmm. a that's what he does. So I feel like if the Warriors shore up some things, and then once the Warriors get home, we already know those three home games the Warriors are going to win. So all they got to do is win one in Sacramento, and if that one in Sacramento is t- is a Monday. And it's already over for the Kings, is all I'm going to say. He writing off these Kings, baby. Light the beam, G. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's, let's, let's jump with what Gabe was saying. That the Clippers' son's going to be the best first round. I don't think that is. I, I think this this Warriors-Kings is going to be the best series for the first round. Um, I got the Clippers series going five games with the Suns. I feel like that pick and roll with, with DeAndre Aiden and, and CP3 is crazy. And it's even more crazier now that you got KD that sits and spots up in the corner because you can't play help defense. Um, because you got then you got KD and then Booker on both of the wings. And if either one of somebody help, they just kick it out to them for the free ball. So it's like their offense is kind of like I wouldn't say unstoppable at this point, but it's like kind of hard to guard it because now you can't sag off on somebody like a Tory Craig or I mean Mikel Bridges, he had three, but they don't hit him like no KD. Um, but you, you can live and die with that. But, you know, if you leave KD open, you're like, that's a uh, green bean machine, three ball, easy bucket. Um, so I feel like the Clippers are going to have issues with that because, you know, you got Kawhi out there. I don't know if they don't really be playing man like that with your defenders, but you can't defend everybody. It's like that team is too stacked, in my opinion. Um, then you got TJ Warren. I think he's healthy coming off the bench. Uh, I just think the Suns got too much for the Clippers, especially with Paul George out. And they're talking about, yes, Paul George will be back the second round. They're not getting out the first round. <laughs> like, I don't know why they even released that information that he's coming back second round. 
Yeah, um, I feel like this series would be better if Paul George was playing. Then I could see it being a little bit closer. But without Paul George, I don't think the Clippers have a chance. Um, I know Kawhi Leonard's half man have amazing, but KD is a machine. And Chris Paul, he fell off a lot. But um, even though I say he chokes a lot in the playoffs, he don't choke in the first round, luckily. So this is this is Chris Paul's round until he starts to fold in the second and third round. I still got the Suns going to the finals just because KD and Devin Booker, once they start getting hot, they're they're unstoppable. And and the Suns have been playing really good defense. But um, it's a shame that the Clippers. This is year four of the Kawhi Paul George experiment, and the only year that they were both healthy was the first season, and they blew that three to one lead in the bubble to the Nuggets. And we never got to see the Lakers-Clippers playoff matchup that everybody wanted to see. And we never got to see what Paul George and Kawhi could do if they made it to the finals. And hopefully that they both they both re-sign with the Clippers at least for like two more years so we can at least get one chance to see what they can do fully healthy. But um, I would just say that, that that whole uniting that they did has been one of the biggest disappointments in basketball. Sheesh. Right at him. Um, but yeah, man, you know. Yeah, I just think, you know, good to see my man Norman Powell uh back getting the buckets. Um, but you know, they got some guys over there that like nothing to sneeze at, but it's just like they don't got Paul George, the, the number two guy, and you got Aiden, Paul, uh Durant, and then Booker. It's like that's a little bit too much to go for on one, even for Kawhi. Um, so it's going to be a nice little series. I think it's going to be close, but it's, I, I just feel like the, uh, the Suns are going to pull it off and get through that first round. I got actually going all the way to the NBA finals, losing to my Sixers, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, you just hate it. Right? Speaking of my Sixers, uh, it was nice to see my man Bridges Woody at 25 at the half, ended with 30. So we were able to slow him down a little bit in the mm-hmm. second half. Um, but you know, it was just sad to see like damn, he could have been on a sixers doing this and we got rid of him. Um, but it's nice seeing him hooping. Um, I got this series going five though. I feel like they get one in uh in Brooklyn if if they're lucky. Um we already talked about Heat Bucks. Lakers Grizzlies, you know, Braun undefeated in the first round. Uh let's see if he hopefully continue to get through that. I got them, I got Lakers winning the seven against Memphis. Um, I just feel like somebody from Memphis gonna shit to bed uh, in that seventh game. More than likely, probably Jaron Jackson. Um, it's gonna be good to see Dylan Brooks. You know, he's crazy. So it's gonna be a, a pretty interesting series to watch with him going back and forth with Brian, which is crazy. Um, I don't know why you piss him off, but he can put up forty or fifty on your game one. But it's gonna be a pretty interesting series. AD playing, he gonna give uh, Jaron Jackson that barbecue chicken delight. Uh, with with the, with the uh, blue cheese dip, um, it's gonna get crazy for him tonight. Um, let's see who else. Austin Reeves, AR fifteen, uh, straight sniper. Uh, I say he hits about three, three, maybe four, but I'm going confident with the three, three threes tonight. Let's um, see with DeAndre Russell. That's gonna be another issue. See if he um, able to show up in the playoffs and do what he needs to do. Uh, so it's going to be a good series. What you got the Lakers and Grizzlies series going? And who do you got coming out of that? Oh, man, this this is a tough one because I know last time I picked Grizzlies in six, but then I started looking at the injuries to, to Brandon Clark and to 
Steven Adams. Then I looked at the Grizzlies' only win over the Lakers. Adams had 16 points and 17 rebounds. And then Clark had 20 points and, like, 10 rebounds. And I'm like, if you're losing that kind of production and now you're going against a healthy AD and a healthy Braun with, like, a retooled um, scenario, I mean, scenario, with retooled role players, I think this is a better scenario for the Lakers. I think the series is going to go seven. I think the Lakers are going to come out and win today. Mm. And I think in game seven, this is tough. I think I still have to lean on the side of the Grizzlies because they're, they're the younger team. They're the hungrier team, although not to say the Lakers aren't hungry, but like the Grizzlies are still always out to prove something. And I feel like when it's teams like that that always want to prove and they got the young leagues, they can play fast. They can play frenetic. And I think they have a bigger defensive intensity than the Lakers. I think experience is going to win it for the Lakers today. But in the long run, I think youth is going to win it for the Grizzlies. And Bronze lost the playoff series in the first round. He lost to the Suns. When uh the Suns went to the finals. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So damn, I guess you're not defeating anymore. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think that was year two, right? After after they won the finals, year one. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh yeah, I got I just got Lakers winning this series. I don't gotta win it tonight because you know Brown always like talking about that that feeling, that feeling that for game one is that feeling game, like get the feeling of it. So I feel like they might lose game one tonight, but they win game two. Um, I feel like they're 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 too hot right now. the The way that they've been playing defense, the way they've been shooting, and the way Bron's been playing from injury, there's mm-hmm. no way they're losing today. And and the Grizzlies are in a little slump, so this mm-hmm. is the time to take care of business. I think Bron sees the blood in the water. Yeah, let's talk about the Hawks getting thirty pieces. It was down by thirty at halftime and try to find a way to fight back that second half. I mean, they still lost to the Celtics, but um, look, Trey Young, you know. He always has like a weird, it's either game one or game two where he has like a bad game. Like what we went five for 18 yesterday. I think Murray had a good game. Um, but obviously that still wasn't enough. Um, I think Horford, uh, you know, he does the dirty work. Tatum and Brown did did the heavy lifting yesterday. And then you what well, you had um Derek White having 24 as well, which is a great complimentary piece to Tatum and Brown. Um, you know, smart ain't really gonna do nothing outside of defense. And he might hit a hit a few threes here and there, um, but you need that third guy, and I feel like Derek White is that guy. Obviously, they wanted Brockton to be that guy, but <clears throat> luckily, they were able to have Derek White as that complimentary third piece to pair with Tatum and Brown, which I think is pretty a good good complimentary piece. Um, yeah, it's, you know, Collins, I, I'm still haven't understood how the, why the Hawks haven't traded him yet. Um, he, he, he plays good enough game, but he's not going to be the guy that can get you to that well, I, mean, I guess you, they did get the conference finals because we choked. But the guy is not going to take you to the next level <laughs> to the finals um, <laughs> in the NBA finals. Um, so with that, um, so I got that series going six if it goes that far. I mean, all, all Sixers fans and Bucks fans want that series to go as long as it possibly can with the Hawks. And so, so I just need the Hawks to take it to six at least. How long How long, How long? long you think you got it going? I mean, obviously, I got the Celtics coming out in six, but – what do you think about that series? Uh, four or five. There's literally nothing the Hawks can do that will that will help them beat the Celtics. Celtics, they're they're too talented. They shoot uh a lot better than the Hawks do, and they play defense. 
at a better rate than the Hawks. The Hawks have no chance in this series. Um, and then once they got 30 piece at halftime, I turned that game off. I don't care about any of that little comeback that they did when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Tatum and Brown can't be stopped by anybody that's on the Hawks. And the Hawks are going to have some serious offseason issues. The only time the Hawks even made it far is when the Sixers choked and the Hawks made it to the conference finals to play against the Bucks. But I can't even say the Sixers choked because the, the Knicks choked first. So it was the Knicks choking. Then it was the Sixers choking in the second round. And then the Bucks probably finally stomped them. But we would never be talking about the Hawks being like this really good team if those two teams didn't choke uh, a few years back. But um, get the Hawks out of here. The Hawks need a whole different squad. This The squad is not competitive against top teams. Oh, shit. But, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just need to go six, but you never know. You know, they got some fighting, though, man. As you saw, with how they handled you guys with the fight, you know, controlling all you guys' runs and holding you off. Um, but, you know, the Knicks and Cavs here. Remember I told you, I said, Randall back, I got the Knicks winning in, what, I said six, I think I said last week? Mm-hmm. I still, I still see that. Um, obviously, Randall struggled a little bit. He had a decent game, but not a, not a joyous Randall type of night. Um, I mean, he's decent with 19 and 10, but he shot horrendously. Um, you got Jalen Brunson with 27. Um, brilliant pickup by them last free agency. Um, he really changed dynamics. I don't. I never thought Julius Randle was that number one guy. Um, obviously, I'm taking Brunson the number one guy over Randle. I mean, I know you might say it's crazy, but I feel like Brunson's going to go off more in the playoffs than Randle would. Um, what else? Josh Hart would have 17 off the bench. That's that Villanova connection right there. Uh, I mean, they they did all this and still only won by four. Um, it wasn't like anybody on the, the main guys on the Cavs were choking. You know, what is it? I think uh, Donovan had, what, 38 or something like that yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you could say Garland could put up more, but, I mean, he shot pretty well for the shots he took. Uh, maybe only issue was with Okoro, but he's not was known to be that scorer guy anyway. Um, Mobley, he probably could do more at when at 8-11. Um, but I feel like, you know, all in all, they played pretty well. Um, my man, shout out to my man, Afro Thunder, Jared Allen, 14 and 14, you know, always does the dirty work. So, uh, only thing I can say, I guess, for them to win, because like, even even with the Knicks playing as well, um, they only won by four points. But, you know, a win is a win, especially on a road. That was huge for them to win on the road game one. Um, so now they got a little bit of wiggle room now. They uh, either they keep their foot on the gas and try to win game two or, you know, just play, you know, obviously we'll have a game two and then go back to New York with the series one, one and try to win both of those and go back to Cleveland three up three, one. Um, but how far you got that series going to Nixon? Uh... I got this series going seven. I got three series going seven, the Kings one, the Grizzlies one, and then this Knicks one. And um, I love the way the Knicks played yesterday. And it wasn't even just, like, the fact that Julius Randle came back from his ankle injury and Jalen Brunson was, like, terrific in the second half. It was just the Knicks played with so much grit. It reminded you of the 90s Knicks teams. And, like, the 17 offensive rebounds is 100% why the Cavs lost because the Cavs played really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, Knicks, the Knicks played great defense, too. So it was, like, this really 
reminded me of like such an old school game and it was crazy that this one ended 101 97 and then the very next game is super fast paced with the warriors king and that was that they both went over 120 but uh i think this is going to be a seven game series i think it's going to be hard fought and there's not going to be any easy win there's not going to be any blowouts you're just going to see two teams with great players hit big shots and play great defense i think eventually the Cavs are going to win in seven that's that hurts to say because I really do like this Knicks makeup. I like the way this Knicks team plays, but I think the Cavs. Hmm, Donovan Mitchell, he he just has another gear that I think he'll he'll be able to get past Jalen Brunson. Um, and I think Garland still hasn't played his best game, and and I always liked the Cavs bench better than the Knicks, but Josh Hart he showed up yesterday, but we'll see how that ankle injury is and how he holds up in the seven game series, but. I think the Cavs taking a seven. Yeah, I like to hear it, man. I'm taking taking Nixon six. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else is here. We do be missing. We missing any. We already told about King Nix, blah, blah, blah. Um, right, we got we got every series. Then you got the Nuggets. You said you got the Nuggets. What you got the Nuggets going? That series going? Uh, I got that series going six. I got the Nuggets in six, but. If the T- if the T Wolves win that series, I'm not gonna be too shocked. He was a better team than this eighth seed, but injuries and chemistry issues. Well, as you can tell, Rudy Gobert did hate Kyle Anderson. They do have some some chemistry issues, and they're a young team. But I don't know. This Nuggets team isn't what they may think that they are, and I didn't like that they kept resting players at the end of the season instead of getting into a better rhythm. True that. Um, but yeah, I just you know, I don't, I don't see. I got it going five. I mean, but Anderson and Gilbert looked like they was cool when they was playing last. But you know, my man threw him the alley oop. Uh, so it like they got they resolved their issues. You know, stuff happened in the locker room and or just in general, tempers flare, heat in the moment. You know, shit happens. Um, but it looked like they was back in connection. Um, so we'll see how that go. But I got it going five. Especially if Jamal Murray's healthy. It's a good season for the Timberwolves. Thanks for coming out, champs. Um, but um, yeah, so then what you what you think of, you know, uh I guess we talk about the one thing with the, with the issue with you know Dalvin, they talking about the Vikings might release Dalvin Cook, um, which I think would be pretty insanity. I think he had what four straight a thousand yards of rushing more seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, obviously, you know the running back, the the respect on running backs in the NFL was second, is very limited. Obviously, because you know they used to have, I think, what max years is five to six years of of dominance, and then you know they obviously start to deteriorate and regress. Um, so I can see why they're talking about that, or maybe they might be going in a route of a rebuild mode. But I just feel like if you still got Justin Jefferson on your team, it's kind of like. Why are you going to rebuild, especially in his prime? Like, why are you going into a rebuild mode? Unless, you, unless, only thing I can think of, they're going after Bijan Robinson, which would make a lot more sense if that happens. And then you got, you hear Derrick Henry's on a trading block. What, you know, Dallas might go after him if that happens. I mean, I really do want that to happen because you keep the ball out of Dak's hand in the playoffs is a recipe for success. Um, but yeah. And you still got you see Zeke still out there on the market. And I don't think he's still I think he's still gonna be in the market. 
until after the draft for me personally. That's the one thing I do like about the uh, NFL. Like they did the free agency before the draft, so like you you can shore up some spots that you might need. To, you can look at the draft and pick somebody else. But I like the way they do it with the with the free agency versus then the draft. I wish the NBA did it the same way. Um, so you can you know what you need to get and actually need to get in a draft. Um, but yeah, what you think about the, the Vikings trying to might be getting rid of uh, Dalvin Cook just flat out releasing him? I think that's crazy. You got at least get something for that if you're gonna do that. It's crazy, but seeing as they are they signed Madison, I think that they'll be fine. Um, yeah. not to say that Madison is like Dalvin Cook, but Madison is explosive, and Madison when Dalvin Cook gets injured, Madison was able to hold his own. So I don't think they're going to take much of a drop-off. And then they get to save money, save cap space. And um, they better not go after Robinson because that's definitely the Eagles' top um, pick right now because we definitely want, like, one of those – a running back of his stature. But y'all y'all running back committee team, though, for real, for real. Y'all, y'all really never get those big the star-studded running backs. Oh, no, this we want him. But, I mean, we're still going to do running back by committee. It's going to keep him fresh. But we'll take Dalvin Cook too. If if we can't if if the Vikings draft Robinson, of course we'll take Dalvin Cook and we'll sign him because you know he can help too. Like Dalvin Cook just came off like a thirteen hundred yard rushing season and he can and he can catch out the backfields. And if we're gonna do running back from committee, we don't have to worry about him getting injured as much. So um I think I think this is great for the Eagles. I know he's he's already lined up to like with the Dolphins and Chicago. But you know we're a team known to. But where y'all gonna win? Where y'all gonna take uh Robinson at though? Because I know y'all going after that 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 pass rusher from Iowa and like that tenth pick. But I'm y'all get him in the twentieth. I think y'all got another pick in the twentieth, pick twenty or something. Yeah, we have we have like um I think we have two in the top ten. Oh, you do. Oh, we should have eight and ten, I believe. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we have something. We some some team did a bad trade and and they gave us a. A nice little top ten pick. So we have we have three first round picks. So yeah, we're gonna get Robinson. Uh, that's the goal. That's um. Yeah, see, so I got ten from the Saints. Uh, yeah, I think I might have filled up. I'm trying to see, I don't see the second one. Uh, yeah, they got because they got you know I mean they got him going, which is crazy. They got. But John Robinson going to uh, Buffalo, which I think is a perfect fit for both teams and both people. Both yeah, that would that would suck. Hopefully that they hopefully Buffalo doesn't get him because if they do, I feel like Buffalo literally is a running back. No, no offense to Singletary, but I feel like they're a top running back away from really dominating the league. And I know that they've been getting wins and everything like that, but like they become too one dimensional in the playoffs. If they get a running back like Robinson, then you might as well just give them the Super Bowl because no team is going to be able to stop that offense. Yeah, facts. Because I only see, I only see the, the the pick ten, and I got the irregular pick that was pick thirty. So yeah, I don't see any. So that's the two push I got in the first round. Did we draft it? Did we, we might have traded away? But that's totally fine because I know all we all we were look, looking for. I know we need a lineman. We need a safety. Um, we'll probably get a, a linebacker, but we should be able to get a running back too. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what we prioritize. Um, I'm hoping we can get him at number ten. 
but who knows? Robinson, like running backs usually don't get picked in the first round. Uh, so we could sneak them in at 32, but we'll see. Uh, either way, I think the Eagles are the ones that are really looking to to get him. And uh, that that's our top priority right now. They got y'all getting the second best running back in the draft, uh, Gibbs from Alabama, which isn't a bad drop off. No, not really. And I think and that, he fits more into like the running back by committee style. Yeah, I mean, not really losing much. So let's see how that goes. Uh, did you want to add anything else? Like any hot bets for today, or? Oh yes, yes. Um, let me see. Hot bets of today. I know they lost two in a row, but Tampa Bay Rays are definitely going to beat the Blue Jays today. Um, not that, that that one feels too easy. Let me give people another one. That's so the crazy. first one I'll give you is is the Rays. Um, the second one I'll give you is Orioles. White Sox. Uh, definitely hammer the White Sox. There's no way the White Sox don't sweep the Orioles. Hmm, is that too easy too? Uh, that's cool. I'll give a third one away. And then the Guardians over the Nationals. Probably against the Nationals as many, as much as you can, but especially when the Guardians put their best pitcher on the mound. So there's three for the price of none because they were all free. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll give a couple. Uh, I'm taking, you know, they got the Suns at minus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do the alternate spread, I'll definitely take them at the minus five. That's a no-brainer to me. Um, you know, everybody's healthy over there. They don't have Paul George. I mean, minus 7.5 is does look nice, but, you know, sometimes there's always some fluke stuff that happens. So just take, just take off two and a half and take that the for sure win with the minus five. Uh, don't get greedy here, people. Um, let me go to baseball. I guess I got to go with you with the, with the, with the Rays. I mean, uh, Scott McClendon is, playing, is pitching. Uh, one of the best pitchers in the game. Obviously, he started off shaky uh, uh, that first week of the, of the regular season, but it's obviously, got, you know, his first week. Um, so that was a good one. Um, let me look. Who can see who, who the Mets are playing? Who the Mets uh, pitchers? Okay, I don't know this guy. So I'm going to skip that one. Um, but because mm-hmm. you know, athletics been playing terrible. Um, but well, let me see. I know you said national. That's a no-brainer because every time whoever they play, I always pick the other team. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at any other games that looks good. Let me look at this Cubs Dodgers. Who's pitching today for them? Oh, yeah, definitely take this Dodgers one. My man Urias is on the mound. So Dan, they're an automatic three mm. zero already. Mm-hmm. About to be four zero. Um, so that's a good one right there. And they playing at. Uh, in LA. So that's my picks. Take the Dodgers money line and then take the Suns minus five. You're welcome, people. We just gave y'all hits. You can do that, but you will. <laughs> Definitely did. Well, yeah, man. Appreciate you coming out. Oh, yeah. No problem. And uh, let's go heat. Uh, only, only, only heat I'm talking about is the weather warming up. I'm not worried about the Miami heat. <laughs> oh my goodness! But all right, man. Appreciate you. All right, holler. All right, bro.